Welcome back. We is back. This is the XFL podcast episode number 11. I am Jonathan Risk. We got so much to talk about. We got the reaction of week five to get into TV ratings, combine announcements, and we are going to jump right in and pick every game against the spread of week six. I am joined, as always, by the general MG Geek. MJ. What's up, man? You, How we doing? Do you or do you not feel bonita? Uh I don't know the reference. <laughs> do you or I'm do the you old not guy on the podcast? <laughs> I do not. You do not feel bonita. Okay. That's no. that's sad. You should you should always no, feel bonita. But <laughs> anyways, this is the XFL podcast. You can follow us as a tandem at XFL pod on all social media. Very active on Twitter during the games. It's very much fun. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. And why don't you go ahead and just share this on Twitter? Why the hell not? And I hope you are all feeling Amen. bonita. If you're feeling bonita today, drop a drop a comment down below. Let everyone know you're feeling bonita. But we are sponsored by Habibi Clothing, XFL podcast. Pod at checkout for 10% off your order. MG, we have a lot to talk about. We yes, are hold halfway on, I'm Googling Bonita. <laughs> You're Googling Bonita. Of, we're at the midway point. So what, do you, what, do you, what are your thoughts so far of the 2023 XFL season? It's been, it's been interesting. You can see the play every week getting a little better. We're starting to see what the good teams are, you know, all the good storylines. Um, I really enjoyed seeing, uh, we saw, uh, you know, an undefeated team get beat this week. I seen some promising football. Um, and there's also a lot of things uh, that are happening. Um, Orlando showed a pulse, even though yeah. they still found a way to lose. They showed a pulse. There was a lot of good things from the week. Um, that is starting to kind of develop and we're starting to see more. I do think I will we'll talk about when we get the game there, but get to the game. But DC, I mean, they might already be clinched. I mean, they probably I think they need to win one more one game, one more game, maybe two more games, and they'll be clinched for the playoffs. So, um, yeah, they're looking pretty good. If I had to throw it out there right now, they might be my front runner. No, I've been having fun. I mean. I'm invested. There's storylines from Quentin Dormaday to Josh Gordon to Ben DiNucci to Jordan Teyamu and the DC Defenders to AJ McCarron revitalizing his career and playing for his kids uh, to coaches changes, coaches blowing up, coaches being great coaches, coaches being shit coaches. <laughs> it has had literally almost every aspect of a normal football season that American football fans are used to having over at the NFL side, just during a different time of year with a little bit less notable, notable names to go with it and less notable just branding in general. But I'm having fun with it. I'm definitely having fun with it. Um, do you want to get into these ratings real quick? Uh, yeah. Um, just a few notes on the ratings. Um, so that first game, um, I do want to discuss a little bit of this with you. That first game, uh, Seattle Sea Dragons and the Roughnecks on FX, uh, 256,000 yeah. viewers on, on Thursday night at 1030 at night. 
and we discussed it in our little chat. We texted each other during the game, and I, it was one thirty when that game ended. Um, yeah. And I think we both said, you know, maybe doing these weekday games isn't for this league yet. Uh, maybe they no. need to keep up to the weekends, especially if you're going to run that late, man. I know you're you're catering to that audience, to that uh, local audience. Market. Jesus. Yeah, or market. My bad. But yeah, um, that is that is 256,000 viewers uh, when they were, you know, doubling that um, for the games. The good news is I think they're moving to strictly to uh, ESPN and ABC the rest of the way for most of the games. Um, yeah, and we're going to get a Monday night this week, so that'll be interesting yeah. to see how that pans out. Um, we also I sent the text think to. to... <laughs> I think I think, it ha- I think it has potential to shock the world. It's it's a good game. Uh, we'll get into it here in a bit. Yeah, it's a great maybe game. Best but, game so far, uh, maybe. Yeah, like that's that's going to be for me. That's going to be appointment TV. Like I'm going to sit down right. and watch. I'm gonna have some vitamins. I'm going to probably order some pizza or some Chinese food, and I'm going to watch that game and have a good time. And I'm going to tweet at XFL Pod, and we're going to have a great time with the people on Twitter. But um, well, okay, I had texted ahead. you real quick um, during the game Friday um, mm-hmm. that the XFL should only do weekend games. And I just think it's just the the weekdays are just too much. They're just too much. It's just as simple as that. It is too Saturday, well, Sunday. Okay, so so in their defense, they were going up against the busiest day in the NCAA tournament was going on. So that had yeah. a lot to do with this too. So, you know, I, I guess I can – but they should have known that, that, hey, this is the one week where maybe you don't run a game on a Thursday night against that um, – because everybody – most sports fans are watching that. Um, even yeah. the ones, even the casuals watch um, the college basketball tournament. And then um, let's see, Seattle's, uh, the St. Louis Battlehawks and Defenders, that was 320,000. Um, and and so over 35,000 yeah, people. I was going to say there was 35,000 in, in attendance. So that the attendance held strong. It's, it's sitting there every week. I think that's yep. going to be their, their, where they're going to sit. Um, and if they are, if they make it into close to the playoffs or playoff contention, it might go up. Then, yeah. two hundred thirty-four thousand viewers. This again was on. All these were on FX, and this was on Saturday at ten p.m. That first one was seven. So, I, again, and this game was going up against tournament and the UFC. Um, you know, so I, I just don't know. Um, and then. Um, Let's see. The last game was that was Sunday, and two hundred forty-six thousand um, Arlington and San Antonio, and yep. that was at nine o'clock. And again, I you know at that point I was kind of pooped out. I watched the game, but um, especially the second half got good, but it was kind of eh. You know, we'll get into that game too. But yeah, they were they were a little down this week as far as the ratings go. So we'll see how that. Uh, plays out in the future, but there was a little bit of an issue with FX. No, as far as uh, I was seeing reports on the internet that uh, 
FX was not showing, I believe it was the DC and Battlehawks game, I want to say. Which yeah, if you have I remember it, seeing it, is the best way to go. <laughs> I remember seeing it on Twitter, um, so I know I'm not crazy. If this happened to you, send us a message so we could talk about it. But there was definitely a situation, I think, where FX was not showing the game for people and they had to go to ESPN+. Plus. Um, right. I'm, pretty, I'm like 99.9% sure I checked it on my own when I saw that. And because I was watching on ESPN Plus um, when I saw it, and then that's when I checked and was like, oh, damn, that's wild. Well, but let's get into good. some news um, about the combines. So the XFL have announced combines. Um, you could go ahead and register um, if you want to sign up for this. The information is on their Instagram. But basically, you have some combines April 16th in Houston, Texas, um, April 22nd, L.A., May 6th, D.C., May 14th, Chicago, May 21st, Atlanta, May 27th, St. Louis. So you have... Interesting. Excuse me. So you have three markets that are currently in the league, and you have three that are not. I was going to say... That's all I'm going like to say maybe about this is, that. Well, I'm going to say it. Maybe this <laughs> is like where they're leading into expansion. Um, I hmm. did... I. I was talking to somebody in the uh, TV realm about this, and the consensus right now is they need to get into one of the major markets in order right. to be successful. Out of, the out of the is, South. Yeah. Yes. The issue is, and this is just all speculation, but the issue is, is the speculation is that allegedly part of their partnership with the NFL is that they will not disturb the major marketplaces or compete in the major marketplaces. So with that being said, um, don't know if it's true. It's just pure speculation and punditry and all that good stuff. Um but it could stay. It could stay in the suburbs, you know, like in Chicago. You could do like a um, Highland Park team or something like that. You know, change the name up a little bit and just put them out to the, put them in one of the suburbs of the cities, and and that way, you know, I don't know. Just thought, just thought. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Same with, but, same with LA. LA is so big. There's so they can do that and not disturb the market. So, anywho, yeah. Um, let's uh, let's get into. Yeah, let's yeah, talk about no, these let's games. Let's get into week five. Um, since we missed Monday's episode because of um, shenanigans, <laughs> <laughs> let's get right into it. Uh, the first game, the Seattle Sea Dragons um, handed the Houston Roughnecks their first loss, 21-14. to As you said before, 256,000 viewers on ESPN. Um, um, Ben DiNucci went 17 for 32 with 209 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. Brandon Silvers went 25 for 47 with 227 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. And the talking point of the night was Ben DiNucci calling mid-game for Josh Gordon to get pulled from the game and benched after frustration of him running or jogging uh, the wrong route. Doing it, it, something 
that Ben DiNucci did not like several times. MG, what did you think it, of this game? It, it, okay, so I looked at this this play, and it did look like he was the hot read because he looked at him right away, and then he threw it, and he was nowhere near the ball. Um, and I was just like, wow. And that got intercepted, didn't it? We've um what the one the one after he started yelling pull him was it after an interception yes yeah 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 mm-hmm. that's what I I thought it was I it was I was so like into like the aftermath that I but I do think yeah I do and that was one of three they still won but uh, Ben Denuch they still have a turnover problem on um, Seattle so yes. I don't know man they got a big yes. turnover they just cannot not turn a ball over <laughs> even though they want yeah. i mean they they overpowered us, uh houston they never let houston really get going this whole game so good yeah good. and um, loss for houston for those ben alone um i won that one over mg i picked the sea dragons to cover the spread and they ended up winning the spread was plus three i was very confident in that one and it goes to show. So on to the next game. The D.C. Defenders um, went into St. Louis and picked up the victory 28-20 to with 320,000 320, viewers um, and, what was it, 35,000, over 35,000 in attendance. D.C. now controls their own destiny as the only undefeated team left in the XFL. A.J. McCarron's 50-yard touchdown pass with just over four minutes left in the game helped to bring the score close to what it was. Um, some garbage time little little touchdown there, possibly. But in the XFL, is there really garbage time? No, not really. And then the incredible uh, clutch Interception from number 15, Michael Joseph of the D.C. Defenders with 55 seconds left. He took that ball, and on the weekend of what would have been 316, he gave a stone cold what stunner to the damn <laughs> Battlehawks goalpost in, so in an immaculate way. Now, that was actually just came out on the spot. That wasn't planned at all. That was actually great. Um we both lost this one because we both picked the Battlehawks to actually the Battlehawks were the dogs at plus two and we both picked we up the cover and they didn't. So what'd you think of this game, MG? Oh, this was a this was a really um you know, a really competitive game. I was like, okay, this is gonna be this is gonna be good. Um AJ McCarron, uh Looked good that touchdown pass. I was like, okay, they might they might uh, make this a game, and then of course at the end it never happened. You know, um, we had a lot more playing around with the um, extra points, uh, and you know, the was this a game the four point or the uh, um, the uh, fourth down fourth and twenty five came into play. I think it was. Um, I do not remember. Yeah, but this there was a lot more of that this week. A lot more, um, like going for points they normally wouldn't go for, um, and that kind of affected this game a little bit. So, yeah, um, good game. Um, DC looks really, really solid now. Uh, I, I don't want to say it yet, but yeah, they're looking like they might just run through everything, and they might be the. Uh, the winners, so 
Yeah, that's my squad. Your your second squad. No, that's my squad. Um, your second squad. On to the squad. next game. <laughs> on to the next game. It was the battle of the sucks. The uh, the um, dude. The defeated Vegas Vipers versus the defeated Orlando Guardians. Um, both trying to pull out their first. Uh, victory of the season, and the Vegas Vipers edged the Orlando Guardians 35 to 32, 234,000 viewers in attendance. Luis Perez went 20 for 28 with 269 yards and three touchdowns. Quentin Dormaday went off with 22 for 25, 256 yards, two touchdowns after returning in the game. If you were Ben along, MG picked the Vipers to cover the spread. The spread was plus seven and a half when we picked it. I I went with uh, Orlando Guardians and Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch couldn't do it for me, but Quentin Dormaday gets it done, MG Geek. What did you think about this game? When I seen he was coming in the game, I was like, you know what? He's going to watch him show out. And he did. He turned him around. He was like, and it shows shows his innocence. Mm. It shows his innocence. Yeah. Remember what I said last week where I said it's going to be if Ter- Terrell Buckley plays him. Unless I said that and the higher-ups uh, heard me and then said, all right, now you got to put him in. And then he balled out. So maybe this is all me. You know what? I'm taking credit. And and Terrell Buckley still looks like a deer in the headlights on that sideline. And I, yes, this is what I love but, about hearing the coaches is you can hear their, like, confusion. You can just see it on their faces and what's coming out of their mouths. And he did not look good. You, There's a clear difference with the mic'd ups when it's mm-hmm. Vegas and Orlando versus the rest of the league. Yeah. When it's Vegas and Orlando, there's a lot of bickering in the huddle, questioning what the play call was. Mm-hmm. It's the quarterbacks given giving people where they're supposed to be like, okay, here's the play. And then someone coming up to them being saying, wait, what am I supposed to do to that? And the quarterback trying to tell them where to go. There's a lot of that. You don't see that in DC. You don't see that in St. Louis. You don't see it in, uh, sometimes you see it in Seattle, but you don't see it in Houston. You do, And you really don't see it either in Arlington or San Antonio, maybe a little bit more this week, but you know, it's just, it, there's Rod a clear Wilson. difference in coaching and yeah. the leadership on the teams. And I don't think Luis Perez is capable of leading the Vegas Vipers more to what he's done. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe maybe Cam Newton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> at this point, at this point um, what's his face from Baltimore? <laughs> uh, Lamar? Yeah, I don't think. That's a joke. That's a joke, people. Um, yeah, to add to that a little bit, Rod Woodson, um, he's another one that kind of seems – he seems like he knows what he's doing, but he also likes to – He he's very combative on the sidelines, and I don't think that helps. Yeah, but I like that. I know. Well, it's entertaining as hell. I love just yeah. watching him. Okay, is he going to blow up now? Yep. <laughs> That's he's great. Gonna, he's gonna pull a he's gonna pull a chair out and hit the the red ref the red hatted referee with it. It's gonna be phenomenal <laughs> at some point. But, um, the the last game of the week, the Arlington Renegades versus the San Antonio Brahmas. The Renegades pull out a victory, twelve to ten. Two hundred and forty six thousand viewers watched it. 
San Antonio had two chances in the game's final minutes to take the lead, but both ended in interceptions. Brahma's quarterbacks, Reed Sinet and Jack Cohn, went a combined 20 for 34 with 127 yards, throwing one touchdown and three <laughs> interceptions. And if you were betting along, I lost the paper. Here it is. Um, MG won this one by half a point. He picked the under. Um, with Arlington put in plus two and a half, and Arlington won by they, two. Uh, this this game um, was very the, the second half was better than the first for sure. Um, but I just Arlington um, they they needed this game. They needed this game to stay stay ahead of everybody and stay in second place in the um in the in the south uh they're gonna i mean they're going to they need to finish off strong uh, to have a chance because you know i think houston's still a good team even though they got their first loss and they didn't go, look good we'll see but yeah arlington you know definitely needed that one okay yes, you want to go into these sir. uh you want to go into okay, so let's just do this. What what if you had to pick? What was your game of the week? Oh, my game of the week was uh, DC and Battlehawks. It went down to the minute. It was a great competitive game. Oh yeah. wait, no, that Houston Sea Dragons game was good too, even though it was late. You know what? No, because I don't like the 10 p.m. <laughs> East Coast start time. So give me the DC and <laughs> uh, St. Louis Battlehawks. Punished for being too late. <laughs> yeah. Deducted points sound sound like someone that, that uh, may or may not help us run this podcast. Um, so, um, so, so I, I'm telling I, you, alternate universe, bro. It's the simulation. <laughs> I keep trying to tell you. So, uh, I'm gonna go. You're gonna be surprised at this one because it was so entertaining okay. and so ridiculous. The Suckitude Bowl, Vipers mm, okay. and I can see that one. It was. It just because it was like okay, they're scoring points, and it's entertaining. And Dorman, he made it a game and brought him back. And you know they didn't, they didn't show completely show their asses. They showed them for a minute, but so I, like I said, it was a lot of stuff going on with the coaches and coaching malfeasance and ridiculousness and Rod Woodson asking revs dumb questions on the benches. So for me, this was just entertaining. It may not have been the best game, but it was just fun to watch. So that was my game. Yeah, I'd give you that. Um, yeah. So, so I'm going to, we're going to go players a week. So my offensive player, I know we probably want to spend a little time on this one. Uh, DC defenders, Abram Smith, holy smokes, 23 carries, 218 yards, three TDs. He went off and he uh doubled his imp has doubled his uh rushing stats and now he's just way ahead of everybody else for the league for the year. Uh so that yeah, the next that was closest, my offense. I think has like two hundred yards. So yeah, he's and he's he, a guy to look for at the next level. Um probably possibly Yeah, he's definitely gonna get a, to a look. He's gonna yeah, definitely. Um Nico Lalos, I think is Lalos, yeah, Nico Lalos, five tackles, one interception for Seattle uh, on Thursday night. So that's mine. How about Solid your night. players of the week? Mm. Well, 
I'm going to have to uh, – I'm going to start with defense. <laughs> I'm going to go with the obvious, right? Um, he leads the league in interceptions. He had another one this past weekend. He okay, plays for my say squad, <laughs> the D.C. Defenders, and he gave a stone cold what? Steve Austin stunner to the some bitch goalpost, and that would be Michael Joseph, number 15 for the D.C. Defenders. That's my defensive player of the week and possibly the whole year at this point. That celebration was just great. Um, but for offense, you know, just, it was just a week ago we were debating this guy's innocence. You know, some some people said he was the Brett Favre of the XFL, and I said, no, 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 no. Hold on there. This man is my offense player of the week. Quentin motherfucking Dormaday. Put some respect on his name. Two touchdowns, 256 yards. Balled out. Goodbye, Paxton Lynch. Back to the graveyard Thank behind God. MG Geek's shed. And yeah. that is mm-hmm. it. Quit. I, look. Text me tomorrow. I got to go. I got to go finally. I'm going to go ahead and finally uh, cover that hole up, okay? That, that yeah, remind Car- me tomorrow. Uh, 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 uh. Got you. Carson Wentz, <laughs> Carson Wentz is out another job because Quentin Dormaday is <laughs> might be the Orlando Guardian saviors. Um, so we're off of Carson Wentz to the Guardians, and now we are full-on Cam Newton to the Lamar Vipers Jackson. mode. And and uh, Aaron Rodgers. I'll, I'll can't play yeah. for Orlando now. <laughs> no, none of them can. Um, but let's get into the power rankings, um, real quick before we get into next week. Um, just some shaking up at the top, right? The top is where it was shaking, and you keep it on the two cam this week, MG. I liked it when it was on the two cam last time. Um, so the defenders moved up a spot. They finally surpassed the Roughnecks, taking that number one spot. The Roughnecks moved down to the number two. The Sea Dragons move up from number four to number three, while the Battlehawks move back from the number three to the number four. And then the bottom half stays the same. The Brahmas, Renegades, Vipers, and then the Guardians down there at the bottom. Now, MG, before we get into picking... Mm-hmm. Next week or this upcoming week's games, I got three um, teams, two that could clinch and one could get eliminated, and then have their scenarios. What 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 what's the scenario? Here we go now. Here we go now. MG, you know that reference? Uh, I do not. Again, tribe okay. called Quest, mm-hmm. man. God damn it! Scenario. I should know that one. I should know that one. Actually, you should uh-huh. know that one. Time out, time out, time out. I am here to tell you about Habibi Clothing's new collection, the Killer Collection, based off a picture that I took. HabibiClothing.co slash Killer, or just scan the QR code. We got hats, we got hoodies. What else could you ask for? Just go to HabibiClothing.co slash Killer, or just scan the QR code to get swagged out in this drip. It's the Killer Collection out now. HabibiClothing.co. .co. Go grab yours today. Back to the show. That's one that you should know. But um, let's just <laughs> give it to you. So the Houston Roughnecks could clinch an XFL player berth if they beat DC on Monday and the Brahmas lose to the Renegades on Sunday. So, and this is also shout out to XFL Zone for putting this up on their um, Instagram but that is how the Houston Roughnecks would clinch a playoff berth. Um, now, 
On the flip side, the D.C. Defenders could clinch a playoff berth if they beat the Roughnecks on Monday and Seattle loses to the Guardians on Saturday and the Battlehawks lose to the Vipers on Saturday. So that let's North just say D.C. probably ain't going to clinch. <laughs> yeah, it's way more competitive, yeah. a lot more going on there, much more of the better yeah. teams. I, I just It's weird how it worked out that the Southern teams aren't as good. And they all are in that hub down in – um. Uh, yeah, I always forget. I always get it. It's San Antonio, right? I was. I always no, get it that Arlington. Arlington. I always think. I was, it's one of the two. No, I know it's down there. It? But no, they're in Chowtow. Chowtow is which one? Chowtow is Arlington. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah I don't know. I get them confused. Um, I know it's down there. So, and so that's another thing that we can kind of talk about is how they're all traveling to these games. They're. It's just the. It's just you're attached to your whatever city you're attached with. That's your your fan base is the ones cheering for you. So, you know, it's weird. So from that aspect, the travel aspect, it's it's a wash for everybody. So, you know, it, so it's not as much of a home field advantage as you would think if you put it from that perspective. But I think there is something about having people cheer for you. And yeah, put absolutely, hundred thousand cups um, on in a snake uh, around the stadium. That helps too. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, lastly, the Orlando Guardians could be eliminated. MG um, Paxton oh, Lynch could oh, be so could be eliminated. So uh, how that would work is if Orlando loses to the Sea Dragons on Saturday, and the Renegades beat the Brahmas, then the Orlando Guardians. Well, we will be playing taps on the next episode as the Orlando Guardians are officially <laughs> eliminated from the XFL playoffs. And I, will, and I will give another eulogy. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> um, but with that being said, MG, why don't you go ahead and put the odds up and let's pick some games. Let's do it. We got our, Oh, God, we got our records down here now. Oh. oh. Yeah, so just I gave you all the rundown of what happened um, this past week, but uh, just for the YouTube clip, I'll give them now. So this past week, I went two and two. MG went one and three. Um, the games we split on Sandy or Seattle um, versus the Roughnecks plus three. I co- I picked the uh, Sea Dragons. They covered the spread for the Battlehawks game. We both picked the Battlehawks covered the spread. They did not at plus two. For the Vipers Orlando game, I picked the Vipers to cover at plus seven and a half. They did. And then for the San Antonio Arlington game, MG picked the Renegades as the underdogs to cover plus two and a half and they ended up winning the game plus two. So that brings our records. I am 17 and or I'm 13 and seven and dyslexic apparently. And MG <laughs> is nine and 11. So if you're better along with us, you know, whose opinion to check out matter. And just a oh, reminder, yeah. the loser has to buy the winner a cake at the end of the season. And I like, I like double chocolate, MG double chocolate, but go ahead. Give me the first game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's run into the Seattle sea dragons at Orlando guardians. This is going to be Saturday at one o'clock. No weird game, no weird times this week. They're all kind of normal. Um, and I believe this is on ESPN too. I didn't look, or ESPN. I didn't, uh, it may even be on ABC. Um, I Hold should on, have I probably have right put here. that in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have it right here. It's on, uh, it's on ABC and ESPN plus. 
Got it. Okay. All right. Um, and this is Seattle. So Seattle is laying nine and a half uh, to Orlando. Um, and the over under, if you want to do the money line, it's minus th uh, three or four thirty, and the over under is forty two and a half. Um, where are you going here? Um. Well, my first reaction was to go with the Seattle Sea Dragons, right? Ben mm -hmm. DiNucci, you know, all that. But motherfucking Quentin motherfucking Dormaday, I'm going motherfucking... We're riding <laughs> Quentin. Quentin the Hammer Dormaday is going to bring a new... Orlando Guardians team to the XFL. They're going to keep their aspirations to make it to the playoffs alive, and they are going to cover the spread. I think they're going to surprise people because I think that uh, the Sea Dragons are going to give up one too many. That's going to cost them, and it will give the Sea Dragons the opportunity the opportunity to lose and the Guardians an opportunity to win. So I'm going Orlando to cover plus oh. nine and a half. I was going to do this too. I was like, uh, that's what I was going to do. More I think about it. What does, um, what does Seattle do every time they score a touchdown? Jonathan, can you tell me? What do they do? Go for three. Go for three. They hit a couple of those. That nine and a half is no more. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Sea Dragons for that. For that uh, I could be totally wrong. Because I, I was going to go the same the same way for the same reason until I started thinking about it. So we'll see if they can cover. Um, and I'll I'll lay the nine. I'm silly for it because I know that's that's rough. Okay, let's get into this next game. Seattle Battle Saint Seattle Saint Louis Battlehawks at the Vegas Vipers. Um, I feel like this is the I think this is the last Vegas game. I feel like we've had a lot of Vegas games. Um, and uh, next week they're at Vegas too. Okay. And they might be next done week is the that. last Vegas game. Okay. All right. So, um, obviously the battle Hawks are my, this is actually odd to me for Vegas being as bad as they had been. Uh, the fact that they're uh, minus three, um, St. Louis is only laying three and over under is 45 and a, or 44 and a half. Um, I'll let you go first here. Yes, yeah, so um, it doesn't surprise me because, once again, I'll go into um, football gambling 101 because that's really all I know about. Um, <laughs> typical home field advantage is they give you three points for home field advantage, right? So if we put that in consideration, I believe wholeheartedly that they're doing it for the XFL. This is not confirmed, but... It's what they do for the NFL. So I've been betting as if they're doing it for the XFL. So if you take that into account, um, if you take the three off the board, that would be more of a six-point spread. They're giving the three um, because it's in Vegas, and that's why I think it's closer. Um, with that, it's easy to say St. Louis, but... Vegas but. is always in their games. Vegas. It, it's 
Oh. It's a train wreck, but they are. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, okay. Vegas. Vegas sticks around, and I mean, <laughs> do it, do it, do it. <laughs> plus three, plus three, a little crazy. I'm gonna still go with St. Louis. <laughs> Damn, I am too. <laughs> At minus three. I was trying to reel you in there. But I, I can't go nah, against see, them. Uh, yeah, you're that, going that, St. Louis too. Yeah, I'm going St. Louis. I just don't trust Vegas as much as 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 much humor as I get about watching their games. Uh, I I don't trust them to do that. So, all right. Yeah. Next game, and San Antonio. I won't, tr- I won't trust the Vegas Vipers until Josh McDaniels is fired. Um, mm. Wow, just <laughs> from just in the realm of the city, yeah, it's just, just a stench of the whole city is gone. Yeah, <laughs> okay, Ugh. fair enough. Okay, um, San Antonio <laughs> Brahmas at the Arlino, Arlington Renegades. Um, this is going to be Sunday at three, and this is it's a rematch. Yeah, it, like same same game from last week, right? Um, yep, they're just flipping who's home and who's flipping, away. Yep, got it. Uh, so San Antonio is given uh three and to Arlington. And I'm gonna go ahead and say and it's this is a lower over under, 33 points over under. And I am going to just go chalk and go with the home team here. Uh I'm gonna go with Arlington. Um again, another one of these three point games. I'm just gonna take the take the favorites here, the home favorites, and go with it. I San Antonio, you know, they, they've at times looked good, and at other times, uh, you know, Heinz Ward's another one that is sometimes I question what he's doing. So we'll see. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Arlington. How about you? Okay. Um, you know, it was, this is a repeat game, and we're repeating our picks. So um, <laughs> I'm either really stupid with going with San Antonio again or um, – I'm playing the odds right with the 50-50 chance. But in reality, I'm looking at the same thing. Three-point advantage for the home team. So essentially, Vegas thinks this game is a 0-0, going to be a push. Um, I think San Antonio learns from their mistakes. Fool me once, shame on you, that whole situation. So I think uh, Heinz Ward gets the boys ready to come out and play. And I think they cover the three, cover plus three. And, I mean, even if the score is the exact same from last week, I still win cover the spread. And that's just kind of how the game works. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, I'm going San Antonio plus three. Let's get into the last game, that Monday night football. This is Monday night, 7 o'clock. at at the home of the beer snake, uh, this would be Houston Roughnecks at the DC Defenders, and uh, DC is laying two and a half um, as the home favorite, and over under is forty two. I like. I'll go ahead and pick first here, and I am going to. I think Houston covers. I think Houston. You might think pull Houston this covers the two and a yeah. half? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is going to be interesting, and I, I think they're going to rebound from last week. Um, we'll see if they don't. You know what? This, I got to question them on the road, and that's going to be rough come playoff time. So, um, 
I mean, ultimately, they're going to end up probably always playing all their games at home because their division is so uh, is so bad. So we'll see. This this could actually be the uh, preview of the final of the championship game right here. So um, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Houston. Yeah, final answer. Houston. Okay. That was funny. You said, <laughs> I got a question. I'm on the road because it's been rough. And I was like, <laughs> I see what you did there. Very punny. Um, at the end of the day, I think St. Louis, um, excuse me. I think Seattle exposed some shit. Okay. So I'm rocking with the snake. DC I mean, minus two and fair. a half covers the spread. And honestly, I think this is a 12 point game. I think DC kind of puts their foot on their neck. Roughly. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so and that is the pitch. So I think, run. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was, was going to say. Rooms. So I think just to cap that off. I mean, I would probably, in a, in a different scenario, but I'm trying to play catch up here a little bit. And I'm going to say, and I'm going to go with the theory that they do, um, Houston does uh, bounce back a little bit. So we'll see. Okay. And for those Ben along, just a quick rundown. Um, I picked Orlando to cover the spread. MG picked uh, Seattle. We both picked St. Louis. I picked San Antonio. He picked Arlington. I picked D.C. He picked Houston Roughnecks, and we will be back with the score after we see who wins. So, MG, I hear there's some type of hypothetical going around the interwebs where you you and all your little gremlins are hanging out. <laughs> so tell me tell me about this. So, what, what's going on? So I this is something I've seen, and it's a more of a question and more of a kind of a, a philosophy. Do, would you... So there's a Facebook, there's a Facebook group that uh, XFL Facebook group that posted this. Someone had proposed the eight XFL teams and the eight USFL teams, which are starting in a couple of weeks. And they said, what if we had a 16 team league where those two teams kind of like the AFL and the NFL back in the day played and they did a 14 game season. Uh, would that be something you'd be in favor of as opposed to this? If they merged down the road, I'm not going to say it's going to happen anytime soon. And that would solve the um, market problem because I think you would get a lot of USFL has more teams in major markets. So, but then again, there would be a lot of going back and forth with the NFL. But I was just curious if that was something that fans might want to see down the road, just one good spring football league where we're actually seeing actually getting more players in and more people get exposure to see if they can go um, play at the um, next level in the NFL. Having said that, there's going to be the um, the fatigue factor. You're going to be more reps on your body, sort of thing like that. What do you think? you think this is something you'd like to see or you think it's dumb? <laughs> it's not dumb. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you have the simple questions of whose rules are you taking, stuff like yeah. that. Um, mm. 
I have a better hypothetical that I always enjoyed way more, and this was mostly okay. circling on Facebook meme Hit pages me rather than Facebook XFL pages. Um, <laughs> but I've always been a fan of the winner of the XFL, um, and obviously this is not USFL included, but good work with them too. Um, or you could combine these two situations, um, but the winner of the XFL, actually, yeah, let's make a super... Let's make a super hypothetical. We're going to combine it. So let's say XFL, USFL uh, have a merger. The winner of that mini Super Bowl, um, the, 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 the trophy, the Vince McMahon. No. Instead of the Vince Lombardi, the Vince McMahon. Uh, it's just... It's just He's sorry. sorry. He's sorry. It's it's stupid funny. Um, But anyways, the winner of that game moves to the NFL, and the worst team in the the NFL gets demoted. So you want to do like how European soccer does it? Yeah, you're gonna the UEFA league um, uh, relegation uh, the way they do the relegation. Yeah, you get relegated, and then you know whoever wins. So if you win, not only are you getting promoted, but you're getting the first overall pick. That would that would take a lot of um, a lot of communication, a lot of cooperation. I don't think. Yeah, and imagine being minute, one of those. But... Imagine being <laughs> one of those NFL guys that you get fucking oh, demoted. Oh my god! Could you imagine, like, um, oh, how my <laughs> was team it this year? Historically, it would have um, been. Uh, who was it this year? It would have been Chicago. So Justin Fields yeah. in the XFL. Mm. <laughs> See, I mean, that's something to think about. It would make that would help uh, the competitive nature. But yeah, and these two leagues are a long way from that. And plus, you're playing in spring, so you know it's it's. I still think you would get more quality if the if you get more teams, you might end up with better players. Um, and maybe some of these guys will come out and play. If there's more money. There's and that's the thing about having some of these um, uh, better, bigger markets in there. There might be more money, but some more ticket sales drawn. Uh, you know, there's that possibility. We see what's happening in St. Louis. I mean, it's you know, it's a market. It's definitely something that people love. So I don't know, just something I thought about. I don't know, you know, if it's going to happen. But you know, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's an interesting thought. Don't know if it would ever happen. And I know that they had talks with CFL about doing some sort of um, uh, crossover there as well. Yeah, the XFL did. Yeah. So. Once again, another league that you would have to figure out whose rules are you taking because they got a bigger end zone and the field goal in the wrong spot. Um, (laughs) I'm trying to think, MG, if there is anything else. I feel like I had one more point to make, but it's lost <laughs> on me right now, as typically okay. the nights go on. Um, oh, I remember. If if a merger were to happen, uh, would you jump ships from the Sea Dragons to the Panthers? And I would definitely jump. It would be hard for me, but I would probably root for DC and the Generals because I could because there would be in two different divisions. Yeah, uh, that would be another thing. There would be, there's going to be a couple teams that are going to um, that are going to uh, overlap, so to speak. Uh, I would have to see how that goes and, and see where I might. There's actually not that much overlap lie. that you think. No, there's not. There's like one team. I think yeah. that's it. 
yeah. So yeah. So, um, but yeah, the way they're doing, yeah, I almost wonder if the way they're doing the USFL this year, that if it's going to be, um, cause I mean, they got out of Birmingham. So now they're in a few cities. They're still like here in Detroit, they're going to be playing, uh, the Philly team's going to be playing in front of like nobody. And then yeah. the Michigan Panthers will probably be playing from a, I would say a pretty decent house. We'll see. Just, a, just a weird thought. Just wanted to throw that out there. Um, okay. Anything else before we wrap this puppy up? I think that's it. Um, follow us on Twitter at XFL pod for updates on the next episode. We might just because of well, there's the Monday night game. So we're actually that gives a, so we're not recording Sunday because there still will be one more game. So yeah, follow us on Twitter at XFL pod <laughs> for when the next episode will drop. Uh, more than likely it'll be similar to this one where we do one next week because of the Monday games. Um, just cause it's going right. to be easier with our schedules and everything else going on in the world. And then the week after that WrestleMania, we'll get into that next episode, but Follow us at XFL Pod for all the updates on future episodes. You can follow me, Jonathan Risk, at Official Risk, O F F I C I A L R I Z K. Follow this man, the general. He is very bonita at the number two fight forever. Uh, <laughs> look, go ahead, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you're on Spotify, send us a question. Scroll up, you could put it in right there in the episode. If you're on YouTube, drop a comment, be a friend, tell a friend. I hope all of y'all are feeling bonita. Until next time, peace.